So on today's episode of Monks, Nuns, and Millennials, we're going to talk about just some some common things that people don't really know about millennial Catholics. They think that, uh, you know, we're just like our older Catholics, and we're really going to try to disprove that from someone who is actually a millennial Catholic, and I'm super excited. I'm going to have my friend Carl from college on here to talk about some of his experiences being a millennial Catholic and just what he has to say about the whole millennial Catholic things. Um, on the episode today, I'm specifically going to bring up a lot of research that I found. I spent a day at a uh, a youth group for millennial Catholics, a bunch of college kids, and I'm going to talk about what I saw, you know, uh, some things that aren't necessarily true about us that some people really think are. So I hope you're ready. I hope you stay tuned. And I'm so excited. So here we go. So before we start, I just want to give a super quick refresher on what millennial Catholics are. Uh, Millennial Catholics refers to um, young adults who are millennials, which is between like 1990 and 1999. Uh, Millennials are just joining the workforce. They have a very, very bad reputation and uh carl even said in our interview earlier which i won't be able to include this part but he said that there is most definitely a stigma around millennials we were told to go to college to get a job we graduated to be told we need experience to get a job then asked where we can get that experience we were told to get a job but nobody wants unexperienced employees And a lot of people just think that millennial Catholics or millennials in general are just lazy. And, uh, you know, people just think that millennials aren't religious. Most people usually think we're a bunch of just godless heathens running the earth, playing our Xbox with our iPhones shoved up our noses. And we're we're really not. Um, Millennials are the future. And we need to kind of destigmatize millennials as much as possible. So, what are Catholics? Uh, Catholics are a religious group founded 2,000 years ago. Uh, we still read from the same book, we have a majority of the same principles. Nothing's really changed with the times, except for Vatican II, which we're going to get to in a hot second. Uh, You know, I like to say that here on my podcast. (laughs) Um, But in general, the Catholic Church really hasn't adapted with the times. We still have only men 
as priests or the leaders of our church, we still have masses on Sunday. We still have, you know, Lent. And we read from this 2,000-year-old book about people riding on donkeys and being born in majors and going to the synagogue to sell doves. Things that, you know, we really can't relate to, but somehow Catholicism finds a way to take those 2,000-year-old readings and put them into a more traditional sense. It's not easy to do. Um, And that's where we get a lot of confusion within our religion of, well, back in the, you know, 200 BC, there weren't openly gay people. So how can you say that this Bible verse says no gay people if there weren't gay people? And that's not necessarily true. There were prostitutes, there were gay people, there were tax collectors who were seen as the scum of the city. And, you know, we can take the same things that they were feeling and put them into a different light. Now, before I mentioned Vatican II, Vatican II was a new church reformation passed in the 1960s. And it really changed the way that Catholics thought about homosexuality. Um, In the book, Homosexuality, Representing the Devil, or Spiritual Gift, Two Opposing Views in the Same Marian Devotion, one of the authors, Judith Sampson, says, quote, For fundamentalist Catholics, as well as Pope Benedict, non-heterosexuality requires total rejection. The key argument here is that sexuality is a choice, and according to this claim, non-heterosexuals consciously perform an immoral sin. Quote, That's some pretty hefty stuff. Now let me try to, try to decode that for you. Uh, fundamentalist Catholics are usually those around Vatican II. That's, you know, the the traditional Catholics, what people think of. And they're saying that if you are non-heterosexual, Catholics are going to reject you. They're saying that heterosexuality and being non-heterosexual is a choice. And by being non-heterosexual, you are creating an immoral sin and knowingly having an immoral action and that's not true you know that has been so disproved by so many people robert westerhouse in his analysis of the catholic church said quote since vatican ii there has been a significant shift in the church's stand on homosexuality that can be described broadly as a move from condemning the homosexual agent to a combination of two rhetoric arguments, a moral one condemning the homosexual act and a pastoral one calling for the spiritual support of homosexual Catholics. What this means is that 
yeah, we don't agree with you being homosexual. You know, it goes against the fundamentals of our church. But that doesn't mean that you can't be a Catholic. You just have to stay chaste. And that means not not marrying, which isn't ideal. But that's where the big misconception is that people hate gay people. You know, that Catholics are so against gay people. It, we're really not. Maybe we don't agree with it, but we respect it. And even our Pope says that it's okay to be gay. We need to love and accept everyone for the way God made them. And that's really the basis of millennial Catholics' beliefs, is that it's okay to be whatever the heck you want to be. You just have to be respectful about it. Pope Francis recently went to the UK, and he met with a gay comedian named Stephen K. Amos. And Amos admitted to the Pope that he felt as though he was not accepted because he was non-religious and gay. And his family didn't accept him. They were Catholic. They rejected him in every sense. And the Pope's response was so moving. It was moving across the world that it gained national attention. And he said, in part, quote, giving more importance to the adjective gay rather than the noun man, this is not good. We are all human beings and have dignity. It does not matter who you are or how you live your life. You do not lose your dignity. Quote. That's what millennial Catholics believe. Not that we need to have a total rejection of those who are homosexual or that we need to condemn homosexuals for having a moral axe. We believe that you're a human being. And that's really hard for some people to change in their mind, just like all stereotypes are. You can't change a stereotype overnight, but millennial Catholics, we're really trying here. We go to church, we work at soup kitchens, we volunteer, we do all the things that we can to disprove what people think of us. Now, I'm going to have my friend Carl, who is in my youth group at my college campus's Catholic group called the Catholic Bearcats. I'm going to have him talk a little bit about his thoughts on being a millennial Catholic and what he feels some of the stigmas around us are. So, Carl, take it away. Yeah, so uh, my name is Carl, and I am a uh, millennial Catholic, too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I totally agree with some of the things that you've been saying. Uh, I, I always feel there's a stigma, like walking into church in my blue jeans and just... You know, uh, my flannel and sitting there and praying and I just feel that sometimes there's a stigma against us. Uh, I also feel like people can't be 
as open with me as they want because they think that because of their beliefs or, or, uh, you know, their sexuality that, uh, that I'm going to somehow, for some reason, hate them. And, uh, I just don't, man. Like, I just want everyone to get along. And, uh, it doesn't matter if I believe what you believe. The only thing that matters is that we respect each other for our beliefs. And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. Is that, you know, you got all these people that are like, Oh man, no, he's gay. I'm not going to make a wedding cake for them. Because that's against my religious beliefs. And they're Catholic. And then someone will walk up to me and ask me, you know, um, Oh, I see your cross that you're wearing around your neck. Are you Catholic? They'll be like, yeah, bro. And and they just won't... They'll just become so sheltered. And I just want people to be able to talk and and not feel uncomfortable about who I am. And, you know, uh, our, our relationship, you know? Uh, it's just... Yeah, it's just, uh, it's really, really weird. I've been, like, I've been on my Xbox, and I've been playing some Madden football, and, uh, you know, or some Fortnite, and some people have been talking to me, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I mentioned that I, uh, I'm very Catholic, and I... I just turn the other cheek when people say stuff to me. And, uh... Because they're like, what, are you not going to say anything back when they say something rude? And I'm like, no, I'm Catholic. And... They're like, oh, so you're going to go burn down a synagogue? Or you're going to show up at somebody's gay wedding with, like, a flamethrower? And it's like, where do you get these these just plainly dumb and wrong misconceptions about us, you know? Uh, I think millennials in general are seen as pretty accepting of the LGBTQ community, but but then when, uh, when you when you add Catholics behind the word millennial, people just throw everything out and they just relate us to our parents and our older older family members who just have quite frankly a a a whole different set of beliefs than us you know so uh i i really appreciate what you're doing i love the podcast keep it up and uh thanks for having me on So, as you heard, that was Carl's take on Millennial Catholics, and he's pretty passionate about it. We are our own group. We're not related in a lot of ways to traditional Catholics or those raised on Vatican II. And there's been a lot of research done um, that says around 57% of Catholics present at Mass just in 2011, 
are post-Vatican II Catholics. Most of the Catholic Church is not comprised of those traditional Catholics. Let's be honest here, they're getting kind of old, they might be dying, as harsh as that sounds. Millennial Catholics are the face of the Catholic Church, and we take that responsibility very seriously. We try our hardest to be the best Catholics we can be. And we don't have a lot of resources yet because millennials are just graduating college, getting into the workforce. We got a lot of stuff on our plates in this big world. And there are often modern sources like this, a podcast, or a blog that talk about what it means to be a millennial Catholic. And there's a blog fittingly called Millennial, and it offers an easy, accessible way for millennial Catholics to get some questions answered when they're faced with these hard world questions. And people can post on this and talk about what they want. And, you know, it's, it's just a formal community a way to converse and get together and talk in our own Lexus on a free place where we can all respect each other. Uh, One contributor had this to say, quote, Across the United States, gay, lesbian, and transgender Catholics are doing work that is at the very heart of faith, advocating for justice, serving the poor, ministering to the sick, and welcoming the excluded often experiencing the pain of social and, at times, ecclesiastical exclusion. So many of these Catholics act as authentic and compelling stewards of the faith. End quote. Like I said before, we're not... We don't hate gay people. I don't know how many times I can say it, but we just don't. You know, we, we don't care. As long as you respect us and our beliefs we'll respect you and your beliefs and it's just that simple as treating the other one as you want to be treated so we definitely are our own kind of little discourse community following um to prove this i did some research as you know i love to do being an english minor and john swales a professor of linguistics at the University of Michigan, lists in his favorite publication, The Concept of Discourse Community, six characteristics that are essential for discourse community. These are a broadly argued and agreed set of common public goals, mechanisms of intercommunicating among its members, um, providing information and feedback, usually possess one or more genres in communicative furtherance, it has its own specific lexus and a threshold level of members with a suitable degree of relative content. So the, what this all means is that we have a way we talk, we have goals that are broadly agreed and set upon, we have intercommunication, we provide information and feedback, and we have our own way of talking and even believing. And we really do. Uh, 
you know, we have Instagram, we have Snapchat, we have Facebook, we have live recordings, we have podcasts and blogs and all different types of things. You know, we're not sitting in a church hall on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. just discussing the world's issues. We can do it at our own liberty from the comfort of our own home. And if we do want to go venture out, that's always an option. It's almost like we're just revolutionizing Catholicism. I think that's what millennial Catholics are about. is just revolutionizing the way that people think and feel about Catholicism. And that's so important. It's so, so important to get the word of God out. And just not even about religion. It's not even about religion. It's just giving hope and light and a shoulder to cry on, a hand to grab in need, and arms of comfort to just surround you and make sure that you feel loved. Regardless if you believe in a God there is something there that only millennial Catholics can give. And only Catholics can give. And Carl said this at the end of our interview. And I'm so, so sad that I couldn't put it in here. But I'm going to quote it to end this podcast. He said, One idea that has always stuck with me is the idea of a forgiving God taught to me in my Catholic education. A God is more like a father. He will always forgive you when you admit you're wrong. That's just so, so deep. So many words, so many feelings. Just having a father figure. Someone who loves you unconditionally. That's what millennial Catholics want to do. We want to, in ourselves, try to embody God in our everyday lives. We want to be like a father to you. We want to care for you. We want to be there for you. And that's the difference between millennial Catholics and traditional Catholics. We're not afraid to go to a gay pride event or parade and stand there and offer free hugs to those whose traditional Catholic parents wouldn't give them one. Ones whose parents told them you are committing a moral sin an act of the devil you need to get out we're there with open arms and that's what millennial catholics are about so on that sad deep note i want to give you some food for thought for that and here is my podcast quote from pope francis It says, every human being created in God's image and likeness is of value unto themselves and is subject to inalienable rights. Just let that sit. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope to see you next week. Have a blessed day and a blessed week.